0: so I guess that's going Um, Agnes you have a question that I don't think that I've actually addressed uh, on one of these videos before Um, and we can kind of call this one women in Buddhism Mm -hmm. Uh, and to um, go in the direction of what you are actually asking of what is available to you now? What what can you do now? You you said maybe you want to be a nun, and we haven't even defined what the word nun means exactly. yet.
1: Exactly, I'm asking about that. What what could it be about? Okay. Mm.
0: Um, there is actually the answer. Is there's a wide variety of stuff that is available. And that um, at the noble level, it's 100% available. And at the ordinary level, it's still available, but you have men who think that they're better than women.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And that we have to deal with. Okay. That in fact, that was the situation that the Buddha had to deal with right from the very beginning. But he went ahead and says, it doesn't matter what the community will say, we will go ahead and, and open the bhikkhuni hood. And so Damadina was the very first nun, and and she was ordained, I think it was her name was Damadina. In any case, it was the very woman who had raised um, uh, Sadattha Gautama from the time of his birth, because his mother died in childbirth. So this woman raised him, and she was also uh, the mother of, and naturally raised another boy, whose name happened to have been Ananda. Okay, so this is the family connection. A lot of people think that the Buddha uh, didn't have any real family connections at all, because he kind of snuck out of the palace. And I don't know why that's gotten into the literature, because the best understanding that we have was that, that that was a story that the Buddha told one time, but that it was not actually the life of the Buddha himself, that this was in fact the um, uh, a story, but that what actually happened was that he was... Let us say his clan, because of water rights, due to the fact that a river had changed, his clan wanted to go to war because they lost property when the river changed, And the issue was basically uh, the issue that if they share the water that's left or available, then both sides will not have enough crops. And so either one or the other side has to get the water. The other part of it is is that well one side could get all the water and or each one of them get enough water so that they could do half of it and survive that way. But uh, his clan wanted to go to war over it and kind of because he was outvoted uh, and become a pariah because he made a big point out of it, let's not go to war over this was uh, a part of the process of him leaving home. Okay. But he took friends with him. He did not go out alone. It was not him sneaking out. The easiest way to understand it is that he took a horse and a horse's groom with him, Chanda, who stayed with him until Chanda died, which was very late in Buddha's life. And he was uh, the groom of the Buddha. Now, I don't really know where I heard that story, but I do know that I uh, told that story based upon a set of wall paintings that is in a temple where Achan Po cornered me one time and told me to, okay, tell the story of the Buddha's life in 151 murals around. And this actually is in there that he left with a groom. He did not sneak out. The only person that was unhappy was his wife.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: She was the one that was ticked off. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but she later became a nun. Mm-hmm. Uh, or let us call it that the, by the right word, which is bhikkhuni.
1: Mm.
0: So the bikku is the, uh, the male side and bhikkhuni is the female side. And um, there is no way to translate that word into English. But boy, do we have a lot of failed attempts, (laughs) like monk and nun.
1: Yeah. Mm.
0: But you see that those words were borrowed from a completely different world, a completely different tradition and have very little to do with it.
1: Mm. Uh,
0: And then there's a complicated word like mendicant and recluse and yeah. these kind of words that have a little bit of fact with it. But one of the qualities that is missing in all of those is the fact that in the time of the Buddha, uh, the renunciates or the bhikkhus did go into seclusion. But basically, they went into seclusion together to go to the, the, uh, an empty hut or to the uh, forest or to the root of a tree. But it's also a community that the sangha is a very important quality. The the uh, the friends that yes we do become secluded from the world, but we join a club. Mm-hmm. We we join an outfit. We we join a group of nobles, whether that's men or women. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, part of the chauvinistic problem came. With the point that in Thailand, no bhikkhunis had ever come from India, that it was only monks that had come. Because of that, there were no ordinations ever done in Thailand, and the reason for it was is that Dhammadina's ordination was the only ordination that had been without another bhikkhuni there. After that, all bhikkhunis are there to... Uh, uh be the preceptor of the bhikkhunis because it's inappropriate for a monk to have the kind of relationship with a bhikkhuni that a close teacher should.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And so the Upajaya, and so basically what it means is is that in Thailand, that tradition didn't come, but it did remain in existence. And a good place to find it is in fact in Taiwan, that lineage has been carried on, and they can prove it. And so it was through the uh, um, of the Taiwanese and also from a lot of effort and insistence in uh, Sri Lanka that the Bhikkhuni order was reestablished,
1: mm-hmm.
0: that it was actually murdered out. And so it has now become reestablished. And I might say also to the great anguish and huffing and puffing of a lot of people. Mm -hmm. lay Laymen and monks or laymen and bhikkhus. They didn't like it. Mm -hmm. But that happened about 30 years ago or so, maybe about 25 years ago in his old news. There is a want in Thailand where uh, the head... Uh, In Thailand, they don't have full ordination with women wearing orange robes until after that time when the Mikuni was reestablished. So, um, but they did have whole monasteries for women in Thailand already set up. They had everything they needed except the ordination ceremony itself.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: and that one of the big ones was uh, or still is is in Ayutia, where there's more than probably 400 I would say women who live there at various stages of ordination mm-hmm. okay and that um, the head nun or the head matri of that place which would be called Chowat the, uh, the head one actually did go through the ordination ceremony herself. Now, the question is, once she's ordained, how long does it take her as a bhikkhuni before she gets the 20 years in so that now she can become a preceptor, or do you give her credit for being uh, 20 years in the Dhamma because she's been a Mechi, risen all the way to the top of the biggest want in Thailand for women? Okay. So you're still on shaky ground here a little bit. Oh. And that ground did crumble, and a lot of people got a huffing and a puffing about it. How dare her go and get ordained over in Sri Lanka? But how dare her now come and start ordaining people in Thailand without her having 20 years been in Bikuni, you see? Okay. Okay, so.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: the ground shook. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> But it didn't stop her. So now there's actually, it's on the website. So you actually would Google bhikkhunis and this watch should come up. Mm-hmm. Where you see a whole lot of women, Asian women, mostly Thai, dressed up in the orange clothes of a Buddhist monk out on Vendabai, whole line of them. hmm so now there are women Bikunis by the dozens. Mm. Literally, you are asking at the right time. Okay. If you had asked about this thirty years ago, it would have been. Mm, I'm not sure that's going to happen.
1: Oh, Ooh. it was that
0: recent. Yes. Okay. Oh yes. Oh yes. It's it's still it's actually still new enough that it's still warm.
1: <laughs> okay. <laughs>
0: Good timing. In some places, the fires are not out yet.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. Now there is <clears throat> there is a side point,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and that is one of the uh, the nuns from Sri Lankan, a Westerner, came to Perth, and Achan um, Ram went ahead with the ordination ceremony so that they could start uh, ordaining women in Perth, perhaps and hopefully through the Achon Tra tradition. Mm-hmm. Except for one thing. When the Achan Tra group found out what he was doing, they kicked him out. Oh, no. <laughs> and that happened in 2007 or 2008, that time frame. And I do not know what the resolution of that is because there's other issues involved with it which is not part of our show here. Mm -hmm. This is just the fact that through the Sri Lankan with the help of Taiwan has reestablished the Sangha and that the women so far have had to ignore the 20 year rule because that 20 year rule has been sort of um, let us say, borrowed from a senior monk. There's always got to be a senior monk who is an actual certified Upajaya to actually do the ceremony. Okay. So it's all very formal and official, and now there are literally dozens and dozens of dozens of fully ordained women in Thailand, in Sri Lanka, I think even in Burma. They may be a, even a little bit more stodgy than some of the ties.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay.
0: Uh, but I think also in Burma, so it's happening. But you know, the thing that put the push to it was Western women, oh. or feminism, because in Asia the women were fun. I mean, this woman was the head of the wad of the biggest wad of women in Thailand. What else does she need? Does orange cloth make that much difference? Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah.
0: Because she's already living that kind of high life, Mm -hmm. and I literally mean it. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Uh, So, in that regard, the robes are irrelevant.
1: Mm.
0: But now let's look at well, before the robes, What was available and what is still is available in Thailand, because you wind up with uh, women in various dresses. Mostly it will be either she wears all white with or without a shaved head or she'll wear uh, white on the top and black on the bottom with or without a shaved head without a shaved head or or with a shaved head is more than likely she'll be wearing white. But most women don't go through the shaving of the head. Believe me, you shave your head and you're going to get some nods. Mm -hmm. That's a big aspect of it, but that's such an advantage. I mean, you don't have to go to the barbershop anymore.
1: Yeah. I had this problem this morning, I I, I avoid the hairdresser when it's this corona thing, so so I I cut my my hair on my own so it's not very very good done. Yeah.
0: Well actually the easy way for uh, hair like yours is just take a blowtorch to it, the only side issue is that it really stinks. Burning hair really stinks. (laughs) (laughs) But poof, and off it (laughs) goes.
1: Yeah, Yeah, I could try that. (laughs) Mm.
0: That as opposed to scissors, and you know how much cutting that's going to be to get all that stuff cut down to the point that you can actually shave.
1: Yeah.
0: But anyway, that's a major point about it. Mm-hmm. other than that the lifestyle is and then in fact as a woman you can shave your head and live in a watt without changing any of your clothes you could go as you are
1: mm-hmm.
0: and then slowly substitute them and it has generally to do with the matter of the uh, uh, the precepts mm-hmm. because a, a 10 preceptor or uh sila de sessa, uh the word uh, are, are ten precepts or the ten silas is about the highest already that mm-hmm. if a man does that they call him an anagorica
1: mm-hmm.
0: to where an upasaka will either be a five or an eight preceptor mm-hmm. but a full-on ten preceptor uh, would would be one also that doesn't deal with Generally, doesn't deal with money at all.
1: Mm. What are all ten?
0: Uh, Let me see if I can. I maybe (laughs) I know that I know the first five. Okay. (laughs) Let's go for it. (laughs) Panati pata re ramani sakavadam samati ami. Atinadana we ramani sakavadam samati ami. Kame Sumi Chateva, Wei Ramani, Sikabadam, Samatiami Musa, Wata, Wei Ramani, Sikabadam, Samatiami Sura, Meria, Macha, Pamatadana, Wei Ramani, Sikabadam, Samatiami Waka Labojana, Ramani, Samati I know I'm doing you a lot of good. I'm just showing off right
1: now.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Me too>. <laughs> <laughs> and then um oh gosh, am I gonna forget one? Uh no, I did wake the pooch Okay, we'll go for it at, at this level. Is um uh mala gandana wepanadarna wekramani sakabadam samati ami, and then the next one is going to be um jatarupa rajata wekramani sakabadam samati ami. That's the one that is the gold and silver, that's the tenth before eight and nine are broken down. So uh, when the eight preceptor, he just does both of them, but a 10 preceptor takes those two and puts them in two different groups. And then he adds the 10th one. Mm-hmm. Okay. What's the point so, of
1: that? Pardon? What's the point of that? Why, why split it up like that?
0: There is a certain amount of idiocy in some of that stuff.
1: Okay. Uh
0: huh. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. It happens to be traditions and things like that.
1: Okay. All right.
0: Um, that in fact, um, the, um, let us just look at it from the five precepts and forget about the others for a mm-hmm. moment. And what I mean about the others is. Wakalabojina is eating at the right time. Uh, a, a high bed. Uh, Mahasarna is uh, uh, sleeping on a high bed. Now, what we're talking about here is not high off the ground; it is, but how luxurious it is. High quality, of king's rent, a uh, king's bed, is uh. something that the monks don't sleep in. Anywhere will do. Uh,
1: okay. Okay.
0: Uh, and then. Mala Gandana Weepanadarna is uh, no jewelry, no garlands, no malas, no, nothing that is worn on or by the body. Some monks even will go blind and not wear glasses, oh, because the glasses are considered um, some sort of jewelry.
1: Uh, I never heard that. Okay. <laughs> I'm basically blind without my glasses. <laughs> yeah, but you get used to it.
0: Really? You can get used to going around really nearsighted or really far sighted. So I'm really going blind. I can go all into it and whatnot like that, and but I struggle sometimes. I have to really look close to see if I can figure out what's on the screen. But other than that, yeah, going blind that. is okay. There's nothing wrong with going blind. Everybody <laughs> does. <laughs>
1: I can't imagine if they life get old without enough. glasses. Uh, Pardon? I can't imagine life without glasses. I've had them since I was what five, six.
0: It's okay, even if you're ordained to wear the glasses. <laughs> because <laughs> glasses is not, are in the Thai language, Winta. but in fact, in the in the Buddhist language in Pali, there there is no there are no glasses. There are no glasses. In fact, mm. yeah, right. Didn't even understand about optics. Back then, if you were nearsighted, you, that's it. You're nearsighted.
1: <laughs>
0: um, or farsighted or whatever. When I was a kid, I was nearsighted, which means I couldn't see anything out there, but I could see, but, and so I wore the glasses. But now it's the other way around. Now I can see just fine outside, but I'm nearsighted on the... Um, so I can't see the stuff on the computer. Switched over. Meanwhile, back at the ranch, the precepts, okay? The next group is about dancing and singing and, and entertainment. Okay, which is... Uh, oh, Nala... Uh... What is the word? Geetha. Right. Uh, So, uh, dancing and I've forgotten the poly right now. Sorry about that. I didn't think I was going to get all the way uh, through. I don't give people the ten precepts often, you know. (laughs) Um, But it has to do with um, uh, dancing and singing and uh, uh, carrying on um like that, especially going out for entertainment, mm-hmm. that the monks that were forbidden to to leave the woods just to go see a show mm-hmm. okay, so and part of that would be also uh, an example of that would be kind of a festival, uh like perhaps for you, a state fair or a big uh, uh, fairground kind of thing where they've got the rides for the kids and uh, 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 throw, give some money and throw a stick or a ball or shoot a gun or whatever to try to get a prize you know, they call it the midway and whatnot like that okay, in those situations the Buddha says no, that's not the place for the monks to go that fits under both and going out for uh, entertainment and things like that so those are actually then, if you look at it, these ten precepts bind you just as tightly as the 220 precepts of the bhikkhu. Uh-huh.
1: Okay. Uh,
0: or the uh, the 227 of the bhikkhu plus an additional 12 of the hmm. That those 10 precepts pretty well do the job.
1: <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm.
0: Especially in the sense of that Musawada. Because in the precepts of the monks, there's a lot of stuff about speech. Mm-hmm. But in the precepts, there's just only one, one line or two words, oh. Musa, Wadawe, Ramani, to having right speech. But for the, for the, uh, 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 the paddy monk, for the monks and the nuns, it's very clearly detailed set out, that you don't insult people, you don't tell direct lies, you don't try to divide, divide the Sangha. You don't put one person against another. Two monks don't talk about a third monk in a disparaging way. I mean, we're getting really technical at that level. Mm -hmm. Why? Because his whole point is let's be a community of friends and friends don't go around backbiting and stabbing each other in the back. So malicious gossip or using harsh language now, here's something interesting. Using harsh language is different than using low-class language, and a lot of people don't know the difference between harsh language and low-class language. Vika actually used low-class language.
1: Mm.
0: He was known for it, and yet by the time he gets into translation, the... Um, uh, the scholarly uh, uh, translators will put it into high class English, but it's actually mm-hmm. in low class Thai. Uh-huh. Where we use the common language of the people, but we generally do it with um, in a humorous way rather than in a harsh way mm-hmm. of uh, pointing at somebody and telling them a piece of shit. Mm uh is different than than when somebody says something and i say oh wow what a load of shit that is you know there's a bit of difference in there yeah
1: that's a skill pardon it's a skill a skill right yes yes be able to
0: yeah yes uh low-class language is a skill to be developed there's several of those Mm -hmm. uh like that Mm -hmm. um so in, in this world that we're setting up, we now can look at um, the various levels of women within that hierarchy of which set of precepts that they have taken.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Generally, the ones who shaved their head are at the level of the 10 preceptors. but you don't have to be an A-preceptor to stay at the what That five precepts is generally the standard that mm-hmm. they look, look for for people to just stay at the what. Now, uh, while I'm talking about things in the sense of women, I would like to give an example of something that I know about for sure for men in Thailand. And that is Dom Kiem, at uh, Watsu and Mok, about two and a half kilometers, um, quite a hike, by the way, but it's still walkable. From Watsu and Mok down to uh, Dam Kiem, is a Dhamma Hermitage that was built by Bika Buddha Dasa for Santa Caro in in around uh, 1988 to 2003, that time period. It has room for about 50 residents and yet it only has less than 10. Long term now, for years and years, there's only been about 10 people there, but what the place is designed for is for Westerners to come live like monks, come live like a bhikkhu, without taking any ordination or changing their clothes, and naturally they start shaving each other's head. I mean, it's just kind of, Rubs off that way, the way that you and I were talking about before, that the Dhamma begins to rub off. Mm-hmm. So, people who get themselves into these places begin to act and behave the way that everybody else is acting and behaving.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: That because everybody else is so darn tight with money, you begin to get really tight with money too. Mm-hmm. 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 And so getting yourself into a situation where you're just like everyone else would be the kind of ideal way or the attitude to start with without thinking about which level of ordination or any of that kind of stuff, but rather just coming and fitting in. Mm -hmm. You don't have to change clothes. You don't have to cut Mm -hmm. your hair. Mm -hmm. All you need to do is to find a place. And surprisingly enough, there is a Macy area At Watson and Moke, I already know a Western woman who is staying there. Okay. She tends to to shave her head. Her name is Brenda. I ought to put the two of you in contact with each other. Yeah,
1: that would be nice. Yeah.
0: Okay. So this kind of thing exists, but it is off the radar for the Western mind. And yet, this stuff is, is completely available. Now, I have known a number of bikinis. Uh, <laughs> excuse me. That was what I slipped on the lip. That was, sorry about that. <laughs> Brian, get out of
1: here.
0: <laughs> uh In Greenville. No, uh, not Greenville. Yes, Greenville, Greenville, South Carolina, is a Sri Lankan watch, and that uh, uh, they have. Or uh, the last time I was there, two Western bhikkhunis. and they run the place. That's their home, and they are supported by the Sri Lankan community that lives around uh, Greensburg, uh, Greenville. Mm-hmm. There is also a Sri Lankan wat in Raleigh, which is kind of a sister, that the, uh, the actual full-on Watt that has a number of old monks and things like that look in from time to time because these two bhikkhunis, neither one of them have been bhikkhunis long enough to actually become an abbot of a wat. That really does take 20 years for her.
1: Okay.
0: And by the time that I had, had known them, One of them by now may in fact be at that 20 year later, Mm -hmm. uh, 20 year level by now. So um, there is a certain amount of status and hierarchy based upon the number of years. But Mm -hmm. again, that based upon the number of years, they say, well, what about merit? Mm -hmm. Why isn't this merit-based? Why don't you let the Arahats run the what, right? I mean, that's the way that Westerners would think, right?
1: Yeah.
0: Ain't no, ain't no, ain't no Arahot want to run a lot. (laughs) (laughs) He'd been there, done that. I mean, that was what he was doing when he was in diapers as a monk, Mm. running a lot. That was at the 20 year level, you know, (laughs) the old, the old monks that are uh, the Arahots really are over the hill. The Arahots generally Mm. don't make good teachers any either.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh-huh.
0: that it's the um, uh, the middle level mm-hmm. monks and as I said this stuff wears off on people it is hard to go live in a wad in Thailand and it not rub off on you mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and almost the, the practice itself becomes not important that your mindfulness is the, is the mindfulness that you need all the time to look at what you're doing to see if you're fitting in with what's going on and look at look at where you are and what's going on and that kind of stuff mm-hmm. and begin to wake up. Mm-hmm. And so it's uh it's very much of an environment oriented thing. But mm-hmm. if you take your own personal practice and the environment together and put those things together, and now that's what the real practice is all about.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That one without the other is like a bird without one of its wings. But when you get yourself in the environment with a lot of others who are uh, noble or close, mm-hmm. then um, and you can see that in all kinds of places. People who are uh, joining the AA, one of the first things that each one of them does is stop running around with their old drinking buddies. Yep, that's that's it. When a guy gets married he stops hanging around with his bachelor friends starts mm-hmm. hanging around with married couples right yeah that so what i'm talking about is really natural
1: mm-hmm.
0: yeah to a natural part of the process mm-hmm. that if a, if a young man in fact does get married and he still runs around with all his old uh drinking buddies and his old bachelor friends he's not going to be a very good husband mm-hmm. Yep. so we, we we look at kind of the the one-two punch getting ourselves in the proper environment well this kind of environment that i'm talking about is something that's sorely needed more and more in the west because you have a lot of people who are out there practicing they just don't know about each other we don't have a sangha built up yet we don't have a mutual support group mm-hmm. We don't have a place where we can go and hang out for days at a time. Mm -hmm. Yes, you do. The Asians built those places and they're all over the place.
1: You guys in the West, you don't know about them. (laughs) Well, there are not many such places here. (laughs) There is one, I think still, maybe, yeah. Probably more
0: in England. I know that there's a Sri Lankan wadi in London. There is Hemel Hampstead uh, yep. uh, with Amravati. You also have Chithurst down in the uh, the south. Uh, so just that, just with the Cha tradition, you already have something quite well established there. There is also, or at least the last time I was there in London, is an apartment that this wealthy uh, family, Thai family, uh, that run a restaurant, they actually have a hangout pad in London. Oh. And that sometimes that hangout pad ha- has four or five monks in it who are in transit, and that at other times there are 10 or 15 young Thai men just hanging out there. And this is a really, really excellent place because it's in fact a, a way house for the monks. Mm. That's why this place is there. But it is also a really beautiful hangout community. I don't know of any place else in the world that has something quite like that. But it's like a a three bedroom flat Mm -hmm. that is uh, literally in downtown London. And and only available to those who know. And now here I am, (laughs) broadcasting it on the internet. (laughs) 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 and so there's these little communities everywhere this is the way we need to to do is get more and more of these things connected together so that we can support each other support having retreats done support friendships support our practice in the Dhamma so that when we're talking to our friends we're not talking to people who don't know we're talking to friends who know the Dhamma that's one of the advantages of because now that you two have been on the uh, on Skype together, you have each other's address or uh, way of contacting through Skype.
1: Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: And so, um, I would promote that that side of it. So when you understand that, when you say that you want to go be a nun, what I hear in you is that longing for that kind of community
1: yeah
0: yeah you don't have to leave your house to find that community no but if you do i've got a list of places for you to travel to (laughs)
1: Yeah. (laughs) that's good because i i think i'm a little uh uh I don't really do much outside, actually. <laughs> outside, I just need to have a job to make some money so I can have this place. So that's kind of what I've actually been doing for a long time now.
0: <clears throat> okay, so. you would be surprised. I think Westerners mm-hmm. would be surprised at how easy it is to get people to support you in this endeavor. But in fact, Brenda asked me finally to stop sending her money because now she has Social Security. She finally got old enough
1: and oh, got just
0: a little bit of money. She's gotten 300 or $400, 500 a month, and that's all she needs, that's yeah. more than she needs. So now she can start returning the generosity.
1: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm waiting and for s- that, too. <laughs> but it, it, there... So well, Brenda,
0: talk. here's something you might be interested in. I met Brenda in 2002 mm-hmm. at Watson and Mo. Okay. and I've been in and out, and she's been there ever since.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So she has found a way of surviving without having to have any employment.
1: Oh, I would love to talk with her. <laughs>
0: Plus, with our connection and, and networking and whatever, we want to support deep Dhamma practitioners. Yeah. And you won't be that expensive to support. I'll, I'll kick in $50 a month. which we ought to, If you're careful, that should be plenty of enough money because you eat for free and you uh, live for free if you need a, a battery-driven uh, uh, fan because... The power is not on all the time. at wants to we'll, we'll fix you up with what you need.
1: That would be nice to have. So, oh, okay. Uh, well, mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> Just trying to open the door, not setting a trap.
1: Yeah. No, it's it's not a trap at all. No, it's it's actually a. If
0: anybody gets as deep into the Dhamma as you do and is thinking about that kind of life change,
1: mm-hmm. I'm
0: here to support you at it. I went through that myself.
1: Uh-huh. Okay. And I know
0: how to support people. They don't need much money, but from time to time they do, and it's better if they don't freak out because they know they've got a friend.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. I don't like crying in public, so I,
0: I'm i <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> it's okay to be joyful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: yeah. We need a joyful, wise, non-magical dharma in the West. Mm. Yeah. 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 Mm. That's void of this money grabbing that has uh, gotten, uh, let us say, a foothold.
1: Mm. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Let, let's practice generosity by by supporting those of us who are worthy of being supported.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So we can support Dhamma teachers like that too. Why should we? a guy who wants to teach the Dhamma? have to go do it all himself, set it up, find the money, worry about all of that, and mm-hmm. then have to charge a fee for people to join his um, uh, retreat because that's the only way he can guarantee that he'll be able to pay for it.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. The
0: answer I- is that is Hey, guy, I know a lot that you can do your retreat in, and they won't charge you hardly anything to do it, and they'll even help you do it. All you might need now is a cook and a couple of people to help you run the retreat and we've got a list of people for
1: you to call. <laughs> <laughs> There's not as much generosity in the West as there is in the East. No, There
0: is near. a lot of generosity. They just don't know where to put it. There is more generosity in the West than there are places for people to be generous. Why? Because most of the places that used to be or were worthy of generosity are not so much anymore. Mm-hmm. Once, a, once a televangelist preacher gets a jet we, I'm not really sure that people really want to support him anymore
1: yeah.
0: and so we have that mentality we also have the mentality like with the red cross they say, I don't have any proof of this, but I have heard that 80% of all of the income from all of the donations that go to Red Cross go for their internal expenses of keeping the operation going and advertising, yeah. and only 20% of their proceeds go to actual Red Cross uh, um, services.
1: Yeah, I heard that too,
0: yeah. Wow. Wow! if that's how the NGOs operate, no wonder people don't want to give to them, but they still want to feel like that they're contributing and giving money. Right now, the people of the United States are very generous Mm. with their time. You've got a whole generation of young white people out on the streets right now.
1: Yes.
0: Not for themselves, but to support the black. Mm. And I think that that's marvelous. That's a show of generosity, a strong showing of generosity. Yeah, I have every faith that the people are going to be generous if they have something that they see mm. worthy of being supported.
1: Mm-hmm. And yeah.
0: Dhamma for Dollars is not worthy of being supported. Yeah. But a couple of old ladies sitting in, their, uh, uh, in happiness over at what's One Impor- what's Moat, Unmo- now that's something worth supporting. <laughs> 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 so this is the way that i'm looking at it is um uh let's get some organization going because i'm sure that uh once they that it begins to get out that uh there will be donors to show up okay something like uh uh $10,000 $10,000 matching donation. Okay, I'll give $10,000 if, if five other people give $10,000 apiece, and let's see if we can get $60,000 out of it going.
1: hmm
0: Yeah. Okay, so that would be the kind of foundation that we would start. The other one is, is that I think that the scholarships for the teachers would not have to be at the level of saying if they were going to have 20 students and that a student would have to pay $2,000. That does not mean that we have to raise $40,000 to do that retreat. Maybe only $4,000 to get the retreat going. Uh After we got the retreat going at the end of the retreat, now we can start making up for the end of the retreat with with Donna, that people can now get the benefit. Uh And
1: mm. yeah.
0: And so this is a different kind of model. This is not the business model of the West. This is the Asian model. Yeah. So let's let's get it going. Let's give it freely, and it it'll somehow manage to keep running by itself. Yeah. Mm. Are there any more questions, Agnes? About you're becoming a nun. Did I cover enough of the bases?
1: Yes, you did. <laughs> yes, thank you, <coughs> yeah.
0: It's a wonderful tradition and it's <laughs> worth joining.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: And so one of the things you could do is come hang out for a year or so at Wat and Mok and really get a feel for it. Mm. And then you could throttle on up to uh, um, Ayutthaya, after we make the proper connections uh-huh. everybody knows you're coming and then you can show up up there and perhaps go through a higher ordination
1: mm-hmm. oh <laughs> wow <laughs> yeah that, that's a wonderful thing <laughs> I, I i didn't know about i went to Amaravati once uh just to see how it was there too but i i think uh, uh I, I'm really uh, Buddha Dasa and also Dhamaroto has been there for all this time since I came into the Buddhist thing and it it uh, resonates with me on a deep level. so I mm-hmm. yeah, this yeah. is uh, almost makes me cry so <laughs> Again. <laughs> yeah.
0: Some sometimes when I think about my relationship with Achan Poe, I can drag a tear out.
1: <laughs> oh,
0: okay. <laughs> He's very dear to me.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: All right. So let's go ahead and finish this conversation. Mm-hmm. I really appreciate you joining in. I hope this has been of some value to you.
1: Yeah, it's been very interesting. Mm-hmm.
0: All right. We'll we'll see you guys later then. All right.
1: Yeah. Thank you so much. (laughs) See you guys. Okay.
0: Bye-bye.
1: Bye.